late in our Wednesday posting schedule. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to be like this. <laughs> but uh, and I, I don't want to make excuses necessarily. But I got home really late from work last night, <laughs> and it was it was I was too too tired, too exhausted to be able to actually record. So we're going to get up and record this morning and post post it by like uh, ten o'clock. But yeah. that's not going to happen. But that's okay. I'll just post it as soon as I finished. Um, doing the the post stuff i'll just i'll just post it straight away uh, i don't know if to play it safe we as far as the routine for the podcast mm. goes the schedule goes we can do it's fine for the monday friday posts because yeah. generally speaking i have sunday off so we yeah. record sunday post monday and generally speaking i have thursday off so record thursday post friday but for the wednesday recording the wednesday episode it's a bit trickier i i work tuesdays so, it is it is a little bit trickier. Well, why don't we just record in the morning of the Tuesday? Well, that's that's sort of what I'm thinking. And then it's like if we record in the morning, I can post it for 11 o'clock. But then if I'm going to change, uh, if I'm going to, if I'm going to do like 11 o'clock, for instance, on Wednesday, then am I better off doing 11 o'clock across the board? No, I'm saying um, morning of the Tuesday. So, and you can still post it on Wednesday. Yes. Yes. So six, oh, six right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, actually, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, that probably works. Mm. Yeah. So we're we're recording this on Wednesday. Yes. Now, so this is going to be a later episode. It's like, well, you've had a a couple of really long days at work anyway. Yeah, it's been. It, you've had a huge. Um, been a couple of busy days. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So yeah, that's it. we're just sort of tweaking around and trying to find trying to find the kind of routine for it. But wow, Tuesday process. morning probably sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tuesday morning probably sounds good actually. Yeah, I didn't even think of that for some reason. So I'm a big stupid idiot. <laughs> too too, <laughs> too locked into nighttime, <laughs> nighttime recording at this point. Because mm. we were, when we started, we were recording in the morning and then posting that recording the next the morning. Next day, yeah. For the next day. So might might have to do that again for Tuesday, but that's okay. It'll be all right because um, it's not daily. So you don't kind of miss the day. You, you get a couple of days in and we can talk about a couple of days since now it's three days a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like we don't have to – we don't plan our – like we don't talk about planning our day. We talk about what we did the, the two days prior instead yeah. of um, – yeah, instead of like saying this is what I'm going to do today. and Instead of scrounging for yeah. something to talk about, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I think – yeah, that'll be right. I think that, that, will, that will work a lot more. I also uh, – it flashed across my mind to do live, to do a live on Wednesday. Mm. So that we record Wednesday morning, still would make it a live episode. Mm-hmm. So there's that sort of in the in the contemplation too. I didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't mention it till just now. Ah. So, but I was thinking about it before. I'm like we could go live, and give that a shot, and see how that goes. Mm. Could be a complete disaster. I don't know. Uh, could be. <laughs> but uh, in any case, we're we're recording mm-hmm. now, yes. and we're going to post it. And just whenever we're finished with it, so but that's it. Yeah, maybe um next week we'll be back to it. Uh, also, I haven't I haven't posted anything to Substack. Uh, yeah, Substack. There's a lot of change happening. Just give yourself a break. That's it. I've been. Well, I still like. I've still been reading and stuff like getting myself ready. I've been reading a lot of background information on Aristotle so that I can kind of just get a good context and a good understanding yeah. of what I'm reading and be able to actually place it within within something so that I'm not just, if I'm going to write about it, I'm not just ignorantly writing about it. So, I'm, I, that's what I've been trying to just get a bit of background info on it so that I can go, okay, this, this I can contextualize it a little bit better. Yeah, great. So, I'm starting the Nicomachean Ethics. I'll probably start reading that and making notes. Probably going to have to maybe be tomorrow. 
we'll see because we're also going to go out tomorrow, aren't we? Yeah. Because we've got to get some clothes or material. Mm. Material probably, right? Yeah. For your new endeavor? I'm just making clothes for myself. <laughs> I don't want to push it, but yeah. <laughs> yes. No. So, we'll go get some material and stuff tomorrow. So, we'll see if there's if there's time around the day. I would love to start it. So, I was actually going to really go through it with a fine tooth comb. Mm. And as opposed to the way I've read up till this point, <clears throat> having been more or less just, just enjoying it, right? just following it. And not going massively in depth on the text, I'm probably going to go a bit more in depth on the text. <laughs> so the reading is going to be slower because I'll probably read a sentence, stop, and then write write my own sort of thoughts on it, sure. and then do that for the whole book. Oh, it sounded right. like my voice just broke just then. I did a little oh, bit. I, know, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I just swallowed. Like Where'd I think I had, go, of, <laughs> <laughs> I had a bit of air that came up, and then it just anyway. Um, <laughs> And, and so, yeah, it, it'll probably take a whole lot longer to read, but that way at least I'll have a massive body of my own information mm. that I can then figure out how I can refine sure. and tweak and stuff. So, it's all going to take a little bit of time. Like I said, I'm not exactly sure what the Substack schedule is going to be there, so bear with me. Um, but I am really excited to get started into it. You have started. Yeah. Yeah, as in like with the reading and the writing and all writing, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I haven't necessarily started that just yet, but I am ready to now. Nice. So, it takes time. It's taking time of course. to figure it all out. Everything so takes time. Obviously, big changes have been afoot and so, it's just uh, recalibrating and, and as we keep saying. So, But anyway, if you like the show, please like, subscribe, share it around. It'd be awesome. If you want to get in touch, the email address, itppc at protonmail.com. My Instagram, logan.d.gray. I'm also uh, back on Twitter as well. Hey. I've been back on Twitter the last few days because you can actually get information on Twitter now. Huh. It's not just- <laughs> anyway, so uh, my Twitter handle is at Logan Gray L because that's what oh, <laughs> when I first when I first started. Can you change it? I might have to just make a whole new account. Maybe make. I, I hate that Twitter handle because when I first got Twitter, uh, Logan Gray what L. What's that? Capital L. When I first made Twitter, like years ago, years ago, like a long time ago. Um, it was just I, I had no idea with any of the the Twitter handles like sure. what a good like Twitter handle is, <laughs> and so it, it was just a suggestion. I think it was the the first in the suge- like the suggested wow. handles. And I so just, just G it. wasn't an option. I don't know. It's just Logan. Gray? I think it's G- Logan Gray with a capital L, first capital L, and then the L in the end is a capital L. But <laughs> I, I might I might actually just create a whole new handle. <laughs> Because I hate it so I much. It's Logan Gray L. Yes. So Logan Grail. Yeah, I guess so. so like funny. first letter of my first name. Obviously. Yeah, I know. I get it, but it's like. Yeah. But it kind of sounds like when you say it out loud, it's like Logan Gray L is in loss, like as in fail. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, I am uh, back on Twitter, and that's been good. I've been able to follow some good people and get some good information on current events that are happening around the world, which hey. are quite illuminating. But anyway, that's not what this is necessarily about. Uh, your Yuzha's Instagram is yuzha.gray. So, if you want to get in touch, uh, feel free to do so. So, I guess you're, one, of the, one of the big things like, probably to talk about right now anyway is struggling to get to sleep last night especially in the wake of everything we've spoken about, especially in the previous episode and things that are happening right now, I guess that was, was that going, coming to a head with you last night? Cause you were struggling to sleep. I've been struggling to sleep for the last week. And I woke up this morning for, I think, I don't know if you woke me up or for whatever reason, but anyway, I could hear you're like, you're breathing and like you're mm. very labored and very nervous and anxious and all that kind of stuff. I could feel it. 
uh, your nose was going crazy. And I know for me, when my nose goes crazy, it's generally because of a stress. Yeah. Like I'm stressed, I'm anxious, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I couldn't shut my mind off. Yeah, and I could, I could like almost hear the the <laughs> machinations of your mind through the dead air <laughs> and the silence between us. And it was like your mind and your breathing was all I could hear. And um, so I was like, okay. Usually for me, when it's when their my nose is going crazy like that, like your nose was being pretty irritating last night. Mm-hmm. It's it's because there's some kind of incongruency between what I want and what is. Yeah. And that creates a stress and an anxiety. And usually it's it comes a lot better, but it, it comes good essentially when that incongruency is addressed. So I asked you, what did I ask you? What are you? And what are you not dealing with? What are you not dealing with? And I was just silent because the first thing that came to me was reality. Because you didn't say anything, but I just left it. I didn't prompt you. Because I was wait, like it was, it was that, but it, it kind of came in a different form. I didn't say it wasn't reality. It's it, that was kind of the end. It was like I'm not dealing with being pregnant. I'm not dealing with this new change, like um, leaving my work and going to a new one. Like I'm not like yes, I've spoken about it and I can address it, but I'm not dealing with it. Because it, which was, is just interesting. It's like this reality is very different to what, um, I don't know. I, I feel like a, a, a switch has been flicked. Like I said in the last, like knowing that I've kind of come out of survival mode um, and knowing that it was survival mode has cr- crazily shifted things. So... I I was just listening to all these things kind of coming up and all this stuff that was physically real for me and it essentially was reality. You're not dealing with reality. You're not dealing with – you're not really dealing with being pregnant. You're not really dealing with your work. You're not really dealing with what you want. You're not really dealing with the, th- the life that you see for yourself. You're still in your head about everything. You're still afraid. You're still – you've got all these these – old beliefs that are still here that you need to let go of. And I'm like, I've, I've let go of so much. It's like, how much more can I, can I still let go? And it's like, maybe I hadn't actually done that. Maybe I wasn't strong enough before because I was in survival mode holding on to them because they were keeping me alive in that sense. Or the idea, or the idea of them, of um, the idea of letting them go, was probably more so the case rather than actually letting them go because I didn't have the um, the strength to actually do it or the awareness or the consciousness or the um, the alignment that I'd wanted and what you need in order to truly let things go. So um, to have heard that, it kind of shook me and I was like, and I instantly, as soon as it came up, I relaxed. I'm like, okay, well, it's a start. <laughs> what's what's kind of the – when I go to work, obviously, you're here by yourself. What's the main theme of the day kind of thing, the days as you go through? Is there like a an underlying sort of sentiment that you're kind of unconsciously experiencing and it's not until you – until I ask you a question like what are you not dealing with that it kind of comes to the – comes up into a more conscious state or conscious awareness of it? Is there like an underlying hum of, of discontent or dissatisfaction or something? Yeah. During each day while I'm not here? Yeah. Or even when I am here? Um, yeah, there is a discontent. Well, it's it's discontent but it's also like things 
it, it's really been like a blindfold just kind of lifted, you know, when you got like when you turn the light on in the middle of the night, you're like, mm. oh, my eyes. I, and that's kind of, I'm in that phase where it's like there's the, the truth is there. I'm just not quite seeing it. It's not really coming into form yet. Or you're not wanting to. Or I'm to not wanting to. Like I've kind of still got my eyes closed and I'm squinting and I'm squeezing my eyes shut. Do you feel like you've lost something? Perhaps. Whether that's not necessarily something now, but you've lost something that could have been. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had really big plans for my work. I had huge plans for my work. And the fact that I don't want to do it right now, it's right now, I'm not going to say it's gone forever, but um, the fact that I don't want to do it now and I'm, I'm angry at it or angry at myself for it, um, yeah, I, I, I guess it would be something that, yeah, I feel like that's gone completely. It's been just ripped from underneath me. It's pretty pretty crazy, obviously, to have that realisation that it was kind of like a coping mechanism and it was a survival mm-hmm. strategy for you is, well, that's huge, you know. That's not something that, that just kind of goes away. It kind of just no, fizzles and you, can, and you can move on from it. I, yeah, okay. I would, it, Bring that yeah, up it's and not even like it. a positive. It's like it's a positive that I can see it, but it's not necessarily a positive. It's like it has me questioning a lot of things. Well, I guess because it, it – it, puts itself between reality and your perception of it, right? Exactly. It's, it's the kind of intermediary yeah. between the, the lens through which you viewed mm. what was going on and that, that enabled you to feel safe with your external environment yeah. was that you could view your external environment through this particular lens yeah. and now having the realisation that that's what it was. And even though you're getting so passionate about it and you're wanting to, you're wanting to utilise it to go forward yeah. in a productive way, now all of a sudden to realise that that's kind of what it was, I have no, no, no you know, it obscured reality for you perhaps mm. or enabled you to obfuscate what was real. Totally. Which I guess is, is something that I, I can completely understand you feeling resentful about, especially not realising that that's what it was for you. Mm. And the fact that you were doing that, you were, you were doing that too. You were unconsciously obscuring reality but but you were you were consciously devoting yourself to this particular work. Yeah. So you've got it's like yeah. You kind of uh, you were you what's the word for it? You were like fooling yourself almost, mm. or you were you were tricking yourself. I was being that my own trickster. Yeah. I and it's it's hard because I'm like everything that I did come across, everything that I was doing, I, I do believe it's it's not it's not like I'm, my friend. Um, from Colorado, she asked me, so she just said, how are you and stuff? And um, I, I shared this with her and she goes, it's amazing how you have the self-awareness to actually admit something like that to yourself or just to see it. She goes, that takes a, a, a huge amount of self-awareness to to say that to yourself. She's like, I don't even know how to respond. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't even think of that. It was the first thing she said. It was like a positive. It wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, that must be awful. She was like, it is amazing how you can actually. So I'm like, I, I didn't not get anything out of it. Mm. And then she said, does that mean that like all of that, everything that you believed was was false? Every, it, was, it was like, does, does that mean that it all was wrong? Because I'm like, I, I worked with people. I, I worked with her and I, I was very confident. And I'm like, no, no, I, I don't. I'm like, I believe everything that I came across, it, but that's not, that's not the point. Because I'm like, I learned, I was very open to learning and I absorbed a lot of information. Regardless if I was coping or not, I was absorbing a lot of information very quickly and good information. I was still very conscious of, sorry, 
Um, That's hot. <laughs> I was very conscious of where I was getting my information, what I was believing. Like it, it's it's re- it was re- it's really a un- unusual realization to kind of. It's like all my beliefs that I came across that and and I learned about myself and things that kind of carried me through were obviously a good thing because they they kept me alive and those things other people also recognized and they were aligning with I mean you you saw like the the amount of um uh, semi-high profile people who followed me and all that so I'm like I was doing something right it's not to say that the that the information itself or the beliefs themselves were wrong. No. That's not that's not what it is. It's no. not saying that you were surrounding yourself with the false with the false view or false information yeah, so that no. you could live a false reality. No. It was like an avoidance of reality using that as the means the yes. means to do so. Yes. It's like if I don't know, let's just say for example, uh, let's say cricket. Let's say sport. Like sure. I'm you know, that's my outlet, let's say. No, maybe that's a bad example. No, 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 that's a bad example. Okay. Sorry. Let's not use that one. Right. Let's say sleep. When you can't deal with reality or things get really overwhelming or you you start to struggle with what it is that is you're confronted with, sure. a lot of the time it's easier to go to sleep. Have a nap. To go, go and to have bed. a nap. Yep. Because it gets too overwhelming. So it's like, I need to get out. I need to get out. Mm. I need to get away from this. And what's better than to turn your consciousness itself off? Mm. And so that I, I feel like it's more the case, right? And it's just because the sleep was allowing you to get away from what was actually occurring in your life doesn't mean that the sleep itself was false, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's it's it is. It is. It is, right? And so the beliefs the beliefs that you you had and have, they're not just because you realize how you were utilizing them now mm. does not mean that they themselves were false. Yeah, no, was, no, yeah. no. Cause I, I still I still to my core believe in it. like everything that, you know, I'm I don't um, cringe at my cards because it was it was wrong because yeah. I did it wrong. No, absolutely not. It was it was the reason why I was doing all of it, and I don't want to go back to. I don't want to do that again. I don't want to to do any kind of work. Not even just that, but I don't want to do any kind of work in in that state of being. I I was I found myself, um, or I find myself very often. And being the youngest, this is probably another um, thing of that. Um, I believe what other people kind of say about me, like in the sense, like if I do something, if I draw a really great picture, oh, you should be an artist. And then it, you know, it, it, there's like a little uh, something drops into my brain and be like, oh yeah, you should be an artist. And then another thing, you know, oh, you're really good at healing. Oh my gosh, you should be a healer. Um, like all these things constantly. Very malleable. Very malleable in that sense <laughs> because um, – I love it. I manipulate the shit out of you all the time. You don't even realize it. <laughs> I gaslight you and I manipulate you. You do not. Um, and it's like I don't have uh, the the. Com- I've never really had. And this is growing up. This has just been my experience. I haven't. I haven't felt like I've had a structured like leadership, um, and a guide or guidance or a certainty about myself, um, or a truth about myself growing up like my whole life like I, I've had to harness that myself and it's really hard to do everything yourself obviously it's very difficult but you know this you kind of have to you have to kind of know who you you know I mean certainly you can know who you are and only you can that that when people are telling you you know you should do this you should do that you should do that it's like oh this this is oh you're so good at it you're so good at it of course you're going to re- react and respond to it and so because I was doing that for so long I think this is the same thing that happened here as well, a little bit of it. Like you, you tell me once that oh, you're an amazing artist. Why don't you sell your art? 
And it's like, well, my art doesn't sell. <laughs> I'm thinking of actually just pulling down my price tags on my art in the, in the cafe because, yeah, like that's not why I drew any of those images in the first place. And so that there's there's other things, like there's something that I'm missing about my, like knowing myself, knowing who I am. And I think that yesterday what what else came up? Um, it was like it, it I'm being, I'm afraid of actually seeing what I'm capable of, what I can actually do. Remember how we were talking about, we've spoken about a couple of times, I hold back. Yeah. yeah. So it's that finding the confidence to ditch that, <laughs> ditch the holding back and just open myself up to what I can do just because I want to do it. Not because of any other reason, but that I want to try something and I want to give it a go and I want to enjoy it and I want to I want to enjoy life. I want to enjoy creating. I want to enjoy living. I want to enjoy feeding myself good food. And well, I guess a, a large part, a large part of it seems to be that you get a lot of your perspective of yourself from the way that others perceive you mm -hmm. or the way that others see you. And so, when especially, I guess maybe it is a product of being around a large group of people because you've got a big family. It's mm -hmm. like everyone kind of has an identity relative to everyone else, and so. When and especially if you view other people as an authority figure for such a long period of time, as authority figures yeah. for such a long period of time, you just get used to kind of following their lead. Yeah. And then so you're kind of trying to break that mold of being told who and what you are, and move into yourself determining what that is, mm. because perhaps you haven't had that that complete freedom, or you haven't felt like you've had the Confidence. The confidence to be able to actually determine the path that you want to take. And that's mm -hmm. what I guess a lot of this process has been about trying to break that mold, break out and to, to gain for ourselves the information and the perspectives necessary to actually be able to walk our own path. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the situation over the last few years really helped us to step out into our own in that sense. Yeah. But I guess it's also a matter of doing that on a really personal uh, like on a, on a personal level, it's like breaking out of ourselves, mm. breaking out of those patterns that we've been locked into as a result of our interactions with those around us. And it's it's not to deny relationships or deny ourselves as social beings or, or our place within society itself, but it's like at what point do you take charge of who you are and what you can do and you stop putting so much gravity and weight behind how other people perceive you, yeah. right? And that's, that's an illusion in itself because it's in your head because it's not real. It's not – might not be the case. Like I know that I, I've said a few things. Um, I was having a conversation with my mum about, you know, how it feels like when, when I announced my pregnancy, how, how it, I didn't get the um, response that I thought I was going to receive. And I'm like it, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. I'm just saying this is what what's going on in my body right now. This is the perception that I have that other people think of me and us and how, you know, it might look. I'm just conscious of that. But I'm like, does that even fucking matter? Does that even matter? It doesn't. Are we happy? Yes. <laughs> Are we excited? Yes. But that's all that matters. It doesn't matter about everything else outside of you, you know. And, like, I, I can say, you know, that there's things. It's that, one thing to say that, though, one thing and to it's say, another and thing. And it's another thing to really actually action it. It is really difficult, like, um, you know, for the last you know, it's to, to know yourself, to know yourself. I've been for, I've been talking about that for a while. Um, or, you know, having, you know, a, a sense of self and knowing who you are and, you know, I've done astrology and I've done human design and yeah, it can tell you really interesting things, but if you don't put it into action, you know, that's, that's where. 
It's like you're the only one who can determine how, you know, what your chart looks like, positive or negative. You get to decide that. You can choose to to focus on all the, the negative aspects or you can choose to actually work on in, in making the best of your chart. And it's and one of the one of the difficult one of the difficulties I think to overcome or just to be aware of at least with the astrological human design stuff though is that you don't that doesn't become a supplement or a replacement of the image of you yeah. um, that others have. Yeah. And so so where you go, okay, I no longer care what this group of people think, but now what is my what is my astrology? I, I, but now I need to figure out who I am and yeah. what I'm about. Now what is my astrology chart? Or my human design chart say about me, and it's like again, you, you're just you're just re- replacing. replacing, you're replacing one one group or entity yeah. with another, and so it's like that's the kind of difficulty you run. It's at some point it, it's going to have to come back to some some level of introspection, and it's not to say that you have to necessarily become a, a complete hermit or go into total solitude or anything like that, because. Yeah, so relationships are, I think, necessary. It's a healthy thing to have relationships, and yeah. I think as long as you 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 have relationships, around, like you you are you're a member of a, you know a community or Trusted. a family or all that kind of stuff, you're going to have a role, a certain perspective. You're going to be perceived as long as there's interactions and there's connections. Then you have a a position within those connections that's going to give you a certain image in the eyes of those you're connected with and all that kind of stuff. It's it's something that is. It seems pretty much unavoidable, yeah. but it's it's about, I guess, having that ability to determine yourself. Yeah, in the clarity that. of what you're about in order, and then being able to communicate that. Well, yeah, and, and, and being able to communicate that, also knowing that that's going to change the connections that you have, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, for sure, for sure. But I guess it's just it's being careful to not... Um, I think obviously you want you want your your awareness or your understanding of yourself to emanate from you, yeah. As opposed to coming upon coming uh, landing upon you from outside, mm. and then that way when it emanates from you, it can come forth from you, and then other others can perceive you, and then the connections and the relationships you have, they're you know they're they're more honest and authentic and mm. based upon what you feel is more rightly yourself, I guess. Yeah. But then also you can't get away from the fact that you so that someone might judge or criticize. But or you also you also have a place within a, within a community within a family and all that kind of stuff too. You can't avoid that. Mm. So it's like at some point everyone's perceiving reality. Everyone's everyone's having an experience too. And at some point, yeah, I mean they're going to have certain perceptions of you and, and that, that's it is it is truly unavoidable it because unavoidable. they're not living in your skin and all that kind of stuff yeah i don't it's it's not the it's not the easiest thing to kind of especially on the fly not having really thought about it because we're just, we're just sort of yeah. talking about it now it's not the it's not the easiest thing to kind of really break down but it's it's not uh yeah i, I guess the main kind of point for me anyway with this is to just be careful of using astrology as a substitute for yeah, well, Family. that's what I'm saying. It's like, or, or social no, relationships. But, um, but not just that, but just for your identity to see, to find out who you are through a chart, find out who you are. Use it as a guide, as a tool, you know, and I thought that's what I was doing and I did. I found I learned a lot about myself and, you know, you get them, but then you're like, okay, well, what are you going to do about it now? Like how are you going to implement it? And it's it's you doing the work, like you doing you creating a ritual for yourself, sitting in science. That's what meditating is. That's coming home to yourself, coming not just to your spiritual body, but your physical body too. You you coming into alignment. Meditating is coming into alignment with yourself. No, and that's that. That's why you kind of get that more that stillness, being like, oh, and you get the clarity, and you get the aha moments, and you get those, you know, that just it's a it's a gauge where how aligned you are really, and how disconnected or connected you are to yourself. That's how I see it anyway. And 
it's it's just a moment. It's just some time that you take to kind of being like, I am in this body. I am here in this body and this is what I'm experiencing. And how do I want to um how do I want to move through the day today? How do I want to move through life? And what what would I want what do I want to do about it? And, you know, how do I want to to show up in the world? And, you know, yeah, you, you ask those questions and those things kind of start to, you know, come up. And you know, I've, you know, I've meditated a lot, a lot, but and realizing that, you know, I've been in a certain, um, mode, survival mode with doing in, in learning all that stuff in learning, um, you know, about spirituality and meditation and, and taking care of your spiritual self. Uh, it's really, it's really easy to get away from your physical body. Cause I think ultimately reality ultimately reality is the ultimate judge of who you are and what you are really you know action is the way that we birth ourselves into this world that yeah. we we become in this world yeah. and that's a physical that's a physical thing that's not simply that's not simply just something that an internal process the internal process i, I guess helps to give the provide the impetus for the external action mm. And so it's it's all good to have all these internal processes, but if they're not leading to some kind of action, well, then nothing's going to be generated, right? Yeah. You can't be manifested in reality, and if so you're not going to be doing anything about it. It's like an, at any given moment, how you carry yourself through life is the ultimate determiner of who you are and what you are. Yeah, I feel like you know that's that's and that's the ultimate test. You know, you can you can use other people's perceptions of you, or you can use astrology. You can use all these other things to try and figure out how you operate, how you function. But ultimately, it doesn't mean anything if you don't act, mm. and if you don't sit, if you just if you're just sitting in the in the bedroom, or if you're just standing still, not really doing anything, too nervous to do anything, too baffled, too bamboozled, too discombobulated to to you know be able to do anything solid. Well, then you're not doing anything. You're not being anything. Yeah. And so you are, you're just not, <laughs> that's, that's something that's, it's quantum made itself clearer to me over time. It's, it's that if you want to, if you want to understand yourself, well, you how are you in any given situation? Yeah. How are you right now in the reality that you're currently facing? How resourceful are you? How, um, how able are you to navigate all the difficulties and the complexities of the situation that you're currently experiencing? Can you handle it with grace? Do you get flabbergasted and, and withdraw? You know, do you do you jump into it? You know, arms wide open and eyes wide open, going, "Give me, give me, give me! I'm excited. I want more. I want more." You know, can you create something out of, you know, something smaller or or out of nothing? You know, like how how do you contribute your value? How do you contribute yourself to every situation that you're in? And that is something that I've been trying to. I've been, I guess I've been trying to, especially more recently, I've been trying to focus on how can I utilize or express myself and not just in a verbal sense, but in a very physical sense, mm-hmm. how can I express myself in reality so that reality can actually, can reflect. actually reflect back to me mm-hmm. who I am and what I am too. Because it's not, you, you can sit there and contemplate and, and reflect on yourself all you want, but that's great. But you're you're still only coming at yourself from a single perspective. Exactly. And every time you might you might come to some kind of decision or come to reach some kind of conclusion in yourself, go, oh, that's really cool. But you got to test it against reality to ultimately see if it works. Mm-hmm. And so you can believe anything you want to believe, but until you actually act accordingly, 
you'll never know whether or not it's a good thing to believe or it's helpful to believe or mm-hmm. it's real. Yeah. And so that that for me is with with what I've been ha- you know what I'm having to do at this point in time with going off to work and then wanting to try and start my own work. It's like okay, if I want okay, if I, my question about myself is am I proactive, let's say. Let's say am I a proactive person? Of course I'd like to think that I am. I, I am proactive. Look, I've 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 settled this up. I've read all this. I've read all this background information, and you know I've got these books on my bedside table. I've bought more books, and it's like okay, you still haven't done the thing though. Like you still haven't done the thing. Yeah. Like it all means nothing if you don't do the thing. Mm. And so the real test is going to be: Am I going to be able to do the thing and not get so frazzled that I stop doing the thing? Because that's going to tell me. Not necessarily, not not necessarily that I'm not proactive, but it's going to tell me that I don't do very well in in pressure, pressure, highly pressurized situations, perhaps, or I'm not very good at following up on my my convictions, or you know that that kind of stuff. It's like that's how you can, I guess, use reality as as a way to understand yourself as a person. Mm. Through, through the way you act, and through the, the questions that you ask of yourselves, the things that the, the the things that you you put that come into your mind that you want to test yourself on, it's like, am I this? Am I that? Can I do this? Can I trust myself to do this? And you know, ultimately, over time, I guess the more you do that, and you start being more conscious and aware and contemplative, in a sense that you bring up things that you want to put, you want to test yourself with against reality. You know, you start to develop that kind of trust and confidence in yourself, but all that takes time and action is necessary. Mm. You, know, you can trust yourself to think, but again, is is it is it? It is important to think. Obviously, I'm not because I was going to say you can trust yourself to think, but it's more important to you know trust yourself to act. But it's like no, you got to think about how you're going to act in the first yeah, place. But no. <clears throat> I'm just sort of spitballing here. But that's what has I think that's what's become more. Uh, solidified in my mind in terms of trying to understand myself, especially through this time, through everything that we've done, especially since starting this podcast. Mm. It's like, and, and that's why I think it's probably a really big thing for you to realize why you were doing what you were doing as, as you know, if it's a coping mechanism, a way of obscuring reality so you don't have to deal with it. It's like, what does that say about you? Exactly. What does it say about you? And then what does that say about your use of the work of the, what you were doing as work? Well, that's why, like, I haven't been able to post on Energy and Spirit the Facebook page because I'm like, oh, am I just like, why am I? It was, is it coming from? Is this was this a good idea? Am I able to to um, create this? Is it is it something that I'm allowed to do, or have I just been lying to myself and lying to others? It's 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 a it's a real hard one to. Um, to swallow it's I, I don't really know what you know the answer is um, but not even last night just having that like you're not dealing with reality it's like okay, here we are again <laughs> you know I feel like this is another another one of those dark night of the souls where I'm like okay which means you just all the stuff everything your perspective every everything that you once knew is is shaken is just totally totally just disintegrating and you're left in trying to feel like to everything's dark everything's lonely you're lost um and you're once again needing to make a change or make change and see things differently 
and you know you you are seen differently by others you know I I it's one of the one of my friends was like oh do you want a, a baby shower and I'm like I don't even know who I would invite to be honest right now because I don't know if I've made a mess of my social life or if that's just the result of me actually changing in accordance to what my soul wants me to in accordance to it myself what my soul was asking of me and you know I it is I just don't even know what's real anymore it's really hard to um because it's like do I well did I ever know and will I ever know and obviously that's when the action comes in it's like well it doesn't matter you're just going to do it anyway I guess for starters especially with the social stuff I can't be too hard on ourselves because obviously having a very uh, I don't even want to use the word fringe but having an alternative perspective on the situation the last few years has been incredibly it's been an incredibly polarizing time and so many 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 people have lost friends lost contacts lost lost connections all that kind of stuff as a result of their difference of perspective Mm. and difference of opinion and so I can't discount that but also just in general you know like I said it's when you're when you're trying to figure out trying to get a more the deeper perspective or understanding of yourself and who you are, what you're about. I guess it's very, very easy to go to withdraw into that kind of solitude and, and become a hermit. And then that also starts to uh, destroy, not destroy, but it's the, it, your relationships start to decay, I guess, as a result. Because, it, because your beliefs are changing and um, either theirs are changing too or they're not. Like it, there's – your my my beliefs have have changed everything's changed i'm seeing the world differently you know illusion or not um i've i see the world differently than what i used to and again it's happening again like a second time i'm like awakening to something else and it, i think that's just life you're just going to constantly be you know um shaken and shaken and until something really works for you but because the beliefs don't and values don't align anymore um, especially over the last couple of years, and I think everyone can relate. It's like no matter what side of the aisle you're on, both both beliefs that they're, they're not friendly. It's very hard to be friends with with people who are opposing, especially if they're we're, we're we're each set on our beliefs and our values, and we're not seeing we're not we don't want to kind of we don't want to come to the middle, or when it's too difficult to come to the middle on one side or both. Mm. Of course, like it, it doesn't align anymore. So yeah. It's like we, it's okay to part ways. You know, I, I know that aspect of it too, but, you know, it's also I'm just questioning other things being like, have I made a mess of everything? I have, and I don't want to, I'm not staying there. I think it's it's not that you've necessarily made a mess of everything. I think it's just that you're trying to establish yourself. You're trying to figure yourself out. And obviously we're the ones that are perceiving the world around us mm-hmm. for ourselves. And I, I guess when you're trying to figure out the perspective from which those th- those perceptions are you know are, are, are occurring, it's like if you're if you're changing that up, if the ground you know beneath your feet in that it, with that is is changing or shaking, mm-hmm. then the whole perspective is getting shaken up, and it's like everything's a mess, everything's a mess, and it's like it's not that everything externally is a mess, it's perhaps just that because you're having a the the platform from which you're observing the world is shifting, yeah. is changing. Not the world. The world's not necessarily no, changing, yeah, but you're changing yeah. within it. Yeah. And <clears throat> perhaps that's that's that could be more more to the point. But because, uh, like I said, I think in the last episode too, with the 
we've we've learnt to to withdraw and to go internally. Yes, yeah, socially, absolutely. But also from the position that we were in, like a year or so ago, it kind of became somewhat ingrained to also physically withdraw as well because of the situation being what it was. It hasn't been like that for you know a fair while now, but mm-hmm. still, it's it, the, the scars remain. Absolutely. And so I guess when you get used to or so accustomed to being internally going internally then it, it gets very difficult to, I guess, break that mould and get back out externally mm. and to start to make things happen again Oh, it's terrifying physically. as well, especially when so much has changed and your worldview has changed and me stepping out as someone to, to I'm, that I'm foreign to, you know, and actually being that and showing up that and, and talking like her and, and expressing myself and communicating as someone new or that feels different um, for me as well, as as well as those around me, terrifying because you know you're like, oh, is this? But what choice do you have? You know, it's like, well, if this is where you're at at the moment, let it be. Let it be. At least you're changing. At least you're you're trying new things. At least something's, um, you know, you're at least you're trying. <laughs> you know, and trying to figure it out, and that's okay. Um, because I was thinking about my work and all that, and I'm like, I, I still, it's finding that alignment with my reality and the spirituality. So it's it's finding that alignment with, with all of my work and what I believed and what I kind of came to. Like everything, like I don't necessarily think that everything I said wasn't wasn't true. Absolutely, it was all, it was all true. It was just the action, the physical um, expression of it, really needed to come in hand in hand. That's what the that's what the trick was, and now I've been kind of shaken into my physical body because you know I'm pregnant now. I have to think about my physical body because it's not a spiritual experience that I'm having. It's a physical experience that's I've been awoken in that sense. So I think what well, that, life's not abstract. It's not an being pregnant not. is not an abstract. It's thing. not abstract. It's not something. It's a very that you can kind real, of just, concrete a, fucking reality. It's a reality, and <laughs> I can feel it in my bones. I can feel it because everything is changing and shifting. There's you know pains here and there, physical. Every there's a physical expression happening, and if something, if there was a physical expression of a spiritual dysfunction, I could fix it because it was spiritual. And I'm very good at that. I can go in there. I can do the energetics and that's fine. But when it comes to the physical body and have and dealing with that, something that is here and permanent, it's like, okay, yeah, this is reality. And it's I'm I've have I've had to face I've had to face what is real and it's scary because it's like kind of waking waking me up a bit from that. And it it is really difficult to to um, have come to this, but also I'm glad that it didn't take me another two years. Yeah. You know, it could have. It could have lasted a long time, especially if we weren't pregnant. I don't know what would have happened. I might have gotten sick. I might have gotten another physical ailment. It could have been an accident. You know, it could have happened any other way, but instead it was a gift. So I have to see it as that and start to. Um, so what does that mean well, for you then going forward? I guess. Did that? Did you reach any conclusions, or have you had any further thought, perhaps, on if that's like what you're not dealing with, if it's reality itself? If you've had all these, you know, these massive sort of realizations about the last period of time for yourself, has that perhaps all come together into some kind of understanding of what next? Um, Well, not not yet, because it's it hasn't been even twenty four hours. Just especially because not dealing with reality—that's that's a big one to. It's a big one to um to come to, 
Um, and I can now be more aware and conscious of coming into my body every day. It's probably that gives me a deeper meaning, a deeper reason to meditate. Well, I think it's it's completely natural, or it's totally understandable if if we're if you we, you have the realization that you were using these as using certain things as particular coping strategies for a very difficult experience that you were going through, and then to have that realization, you then kind of pull that out. You you pull them away mm. now, and now you're confronted with reality, and it's like. Okay, now it's it's like you said, it's kind of like being blinded. Yeah. It's like you've lifted the veil, or someone's flicked a light on, and you're like, ah, your eyes still have to. You're in that readjustment period, so it's completely understandable that you'd still be struggling to to deal with yeah. what you're actually faced with in the situation as it actually is. I guess the key is to the the only thing I can really think of at this point is to make sure that from this point, if you're dealing with cold hard reality, it needs to. It's it's not to obscure it with abstractions again, mm. yeah. Because no. it's it's through obscuring it through the abstractions, I think creates creates another veil, will create another wall mm. where you're not operating according to reality. You're you're operating according to what you want it to be, yeah, or something else altogether. And so it's like, yeah, good, meditate, do do whatever that you need no, to do. No, I, I didn't mean just just to meditate. I mean like it gives me a deeper reason and meaning to meditate. I'm, like it. The work itself so, sorry, has, <laughs> the work itself, like everything that I've learnt, I'm not just doing now to keep myself alive. I now have a reason. I'll, I can now understand it from, okay, I need to come home to my physical body. Yeah. That's one thing to say and I know that because I've been doing it for two years. It's one thing to say something. It's another thing to fully experience it. Now that I've fully experienced a physical reality, and it's hit me and it's here and it's not leaving me for another nine months and onward, <laughs> it's I can now know exactly what I, what kind of meditation I need to do in order to come back to my body, in order to accept that I am here and I can tune in to my physical body. I can now have a better reason to create, say, um, a routine ritual in the morning to go for a walk, to move my body, to exercise. So, because I know that it's for me to balance and align my physical reality with my spiritual reality and my spiritual self, and my um, my physical self. So to bring them to, together now, now that I can feel the physical um, and material aspect of life at a new level, I can bring that into. My, I can bring that into my work for myself, not for, you know, not as my career, but at the moment that's, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's just to integrate, making sure that, I mean, that's just the only place I know where to start right now. I can't think to, um, I'm going to allow the work and what I'm meant to do to come in as inspiration um, because that that will come with when I, yeah, connect back, connect with my body. Because if the fact that I'm also not dealing with the fact that I'm pregnant, that's... <sighs> You know, that's one thing because, you know, it is it is a weird experience. So I don't know if I'm not dealing with it or if it's just a new experience. I'm just like, this is really new and I'm adjusting. Mm. So it's like one thing to say that. I don't think I'm not dealing with it. I think it's something that I'm still afraid of, which I can't avoid. <laughs> so mm. this this physical experience that I'm having is unavoidable. So there's I don't think I can really create an illusion anymore about it because I'm awoke, I'm, I'm awake to my, um yeah, my physical 
Oh, you can run from it if you wanted to, but you don't. If want I wanted to. to, but I don't want. But this, to. this is the importance, I but guess. This is the, this is because I'm woken up, so the switch yeah. has been flicked, so it's too late to kind of do that again. That's. It. I mean, this is the importance of having those really hard <sighs> conversations with yourself, but also you know with us and obviously sharing it. Mm. It's not the easiest thing, especially because you know when we sit down here, we don't exactly know what we're going to talk about. So a lot of what we're talking about is on the fly, but it's coming from somewhere that we we are experiencing. Yeah. Even since we've started this this podcast, right? My perspective has changed. My views have developed. And, and grown, I think, and and yeah, perhaps totally altered. I were whereas initially I was absolutely more spiritually inclined, and had a view, uh, probably something more that your spirit, spiritual abstractions could absolutely alter your your reality. But I don't I don't believe that anymore. I don't believe that anymore. Um, and so that that's that's something that having these cold hard reality checks. And continuously facing up to what you're actually experiencing, what's working and what's not working, how that continues to kind of alter where you're at, alter mm-hmm. reality for you, alter um, or alter your perspective. And so, I, f- I feel as though that's th- that's something that I've continuously come back around to, wh- whether I realise it or not. And I feel like I've only started to really comprehend it more recently. Is that yeah, re- reality is the ultimate, the ultimate sort of judge, and you can't run from it. You can continue to try and obfuscate it, but ultimately, it still exists, and it's still going to be there. And mm-hmm. it's, at some point or other, the facade's going to have to drop, or the veil's going to have to lift, and you're going to have to deal with the fact that you've 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 been completely operating within an illusion. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess having these cold, hard discussions and and dealing with these difficult topics and these difficult I guess realities is 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 very important to continue to check ourselves and to make sure that we're not operating on some kind of false sense of reality. Yeah. Because if we're operating, you know, on a false sense of reality, well then we're not dealing with with what's real. That's we're real. dealing with some kind of abstraction. And so when you're dealing with an abstraction instead of what's real, who knows what the fuck you're doing? Mm. What what entire you know edifice you're creating? Well, I mean, look look at you know how difficult it was for me to even know what I was you know I couldn't even give myself a title because I was still in the illusion it didn't make sense it wasn't real it wasn't real what I was doing it wasn't a, a thing that you know it, it, nothing was clear I was just keeping myself alive and I was I was changing my Instagram title over and over and over again week to week and you know sometimes I'm like oh no I'm not that and I'm just gonna change it oh I'm not that not change it oh I'm not that change it again and it's like I, I hated it Cause it's like, and, and I was like, I don't want to seem flaky, and I'm like, I, I don't think that's what it was. I think it was, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not. No one wants to be flaky, um, but it's like, yeah, nothing was certain because nothing was true. Like I wasn't living in the solid reality of my situation. Because if I did, I know that I would have gone downhill. So I'm not. I'm not gonna. I don't regret. I don't regret any of What's it. What's different now? Uh, I know. But knowing now versus knowing then, what's the difference? Why would you have gone downhill then, but you're not going to go downhill now? Um, because I've had because I think it, it, it the the pregnancy and waking me up to my physical body that's huge. I can't ex- obviously you will know you won't experience it, but you have I don't know it it's it's different it it's Something like, you know, like you can't, you can't run away from it. 
You no. can't you can't go downhill because you've got a reason that you have to stay I up. I have you know? a reason to look after myself, yeah. a bigger reason. And that's not me as well, again, shifting my um, priority like from, you know, uh, serving other people to then serving the child. It's like, no, I too need to be healthy. I want to, you know, for, for a long time I've been wanting to eat healthier and, and look after myself in a different, in a, in a better way. But obviously I wasn't enough or I wasn't getting the point. It wasn't strong enough for me. Perhaps, um, perhaps my mental traumas and and there was traumas that perhaps were just stronger then. Now that I am having such a physical experience that yeah I cannot run away from something that does mean a lot to me that it's life <laughs> genuinely. If you just think of it as life, not even it's not separate from me. It's still in me. It's I'm birthing it. I'm creating it. What? How? And I'm like I have already a way that I want to birth, I want, I want a way that I want to be pregnant, you know, how how am I going to do that? I'm going to have to do that. No one else can do, do that. And I guess this is what we were saying, I think a couple of episodes ago too, but like we were saying not necessarily in podcasts either, if you want to have a good, if you want to have a certain pregnancy, then have it. Have it. You know, it's not, instead of thinking about having it, wanting exactly. to have it, yeah. it's again, because it's like the thinking and the wanting, they're you're still, you're, it's not acting, it's not, it's not creating, yeah, it's not, not creating. bringing into being. Yeah. It's it's this, it's the kind of thing that happens before it. But if you never ta- make that actual leap and just do it, well, then nothing's going to change, right? And, and you continue to stay change. in this state of anxiety about this is the situation. Oh, my God, oh, my God, yeah. what am I going to do? I, I want to have a good pregnancy. I want to have a home birth. Yeah. I want to have a natural birth. I want to, I want to, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, well, just do it yeah. then. If that's what you want, then do it. Do the steps that, that get you there. You know, if you want to get a midwife and organize that, do it. Look it up, yeah. Look it up and yeah. actually just get it sorted. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing that's stopping that from occurring mm. except the anxiety i guess i i don't know why we do that like i i don't know why we why we we generate all these wants and dreams and desires but then don't go for it but then don't sit instead going i want this so bad but i'm i'm so afraid of it not not occurring or occurring (laughs) but and it's like it's like I want it to occur so badly, but if it doesn't occur, like that's going to just completely destroy me. So I'm not even going to try and make it occur, which means that me not trying to make it occur means it's not going to happen, yeah. which means I'm going to feel like shit. And then it just becomes this, it just becomes this self-fulfilling, yeah. you know, prophecy. Yeah. That, uh, so I don't exactly know. I guess what that's do, a but, challenge of life. But well. it's like breaking, breaking that kind of mold by just getting out there and doing it. And that's something I learned a little while ago. Anyway, it's it's like if I want to do something, just I got to do it. Mm. I can't be afraid of doing everything because at some point, you, you'll just you'll freeze and you mm-hmm. won't. Nothing will happen. You won't do anything. Well, the fear is necessary because that's what kind of it will either um, create action or it will stifle action. So you're either going to give in to the fear and be afraid, or you turn the fear into courage and do it. So you're going to have fear one way or another. It's how you step into that fear or you step away from it. Yeah, no, how you step into the fear. Are you going to go into it and sink or are you going to step into it and rise? And I guess that like for me at the moment, um, you know, yesterday was a hard day because I was being torn. I mean, actually, I, I, cleaned, I cleaned my wardrobe. So I actually did a lot. I cleaned and vacuumed the room. You did. You did a great job. Um, and I nearly passed out because I went a little bit too hard. <laughs> Forgot that I was pregnant. Um, and then yeah, I just I hit a wall. But it was that wall was actually good because it got me thinking about like I just was playing Harry Potter 
but it got me thinking because I was just I can play it now. I've played it like four or five times. So it gets you thinking about what what's going on. And I'm like, okay, so now this is a physical experience you're having. It's good to have – I'm like I'm glad I, I like this tiredness because I've been working, mm. like I've been physically moving my body. So that's something I want to bring into my day. I'm gonna, like when I feel like I'm stagnating, I'm going to get up and go for a walk or do a – you know, a 15-minute pregnancy yoga or Pilates, something to move my body. You know, I've said that I don't want to be fat when I'm pregnant. I don't want to be, be fat. I don't want to gain weight. And I've gained weight a little bit. And, you know, I've been A sick. little bit. Hey. hey <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I've been sick too, so it doesn't help because I've been bedridden. But just pile on the excuses. Go on. That'll make I'm it all not. <laughs> I'm just saying it hasn't helped. But, um, yeah, it's just it's another – it's something that, again – has come to my like physical, I'm like only I can get up and move my body. It is okay to move my body. It is okay. Yes, first trimester is you got to take it slow, but doesn't mean that I have to go and do cardio workout. It just means that I can still burn off this shit that's on my thigh <laughs> um, in, a, in a slower movement. Sure. It's like it, there's nothing that really is stopping me except, you know, having that, oh, I, I didn't want to get fat and I just got fat. It's like, I don't, I don't want to get fat. I, don't, I want to be healthy. I want to be healthy. Me for the baby as well. And I'm like, I have to be healthy in order to, um, uh, what do you call, uh, incubate a child. Yes. It needs to be in a healthy environment. And also, it's like, you don't want to get fat. What are you doing about it then? Yeah. You know, you can sit here and go, I don't want this. I don't want this to happen. I don't want this to be the reality. I don't want this to be so the reality. It's like, want? well, if you're not doing anything about it, because mm. then the, 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 doing, the thing that you're actually physically manifesting is nothingness. And mm. so it's like when you're not doing anything, when you're not acting and all, all that you are doing is eating and all this, you know, all that stuff, it's like, well, it's going to happen. It's yeah. going to happen anyway, obviously, because that's the reality that you're creating where you're yeah. not, you're not, you're not getting being active or you're not doing anything to prevent that from becoming the reality of the situation yeah. and all you're doing is eating, then it's like obviously that's what's going to happen. So, if you don't want that to be the case, well, then, yeah, there's certain steps that you're going to have to take <laughs> in a physical sense to be yeah. able to, uh, I guess, avoid it or not necessarily avoid that situation but move into what you want. Yeah. So, so not like, act according to what you don't, don't want, want but acting in a negative, acting positively in the sense of what, do I want? what I want you to do fit. want. I want to be healthy. I want to have energy. I want, And there's ways to do that. I don't have to be better. I don't have to be exhausted in the first trimester all the time. Also, even, even to do with work though, you know, if you want to move into something – if you're interested in the fashion stuff, well, then yeah, it, it's a good, it's a great first step to clean out the wardrobe because you can see what you need, yeah. and then have a better idea of what you want. I could have thrown everything out, to be honest. But and then, but then knowing that kind of stuff, then you take up a kind of mental inventory and you go, all right, this is what I don't have, and then you can start, you know, make something yeah, for yourself, yeah. and then see if, if, see if you are actually really enjoying the process. Well, that's the thing. It's like I'm not going to um, put it out there yet that it's going to be. I'm going to be a designer. I'm going to have a shop, and I'm going to have my collection. I'm not because that's that's a mistake I make every time. Yeah. I'm going to do something. I mean, that I enjoy. If I enjoy it enough, I'll see where it takes me. Because I think, yeah, we both do that. We get I lost. Think a lot of people do that. You get you get lost in the ambition. You get lost in the in the in the far flung vision of where we're going, instead of going, okay, all right, that's where I'm. That's where that's cool. That's there. Now, what's the first physical step to take? Mm. And we get lost in the idea, in the in the abstract of. That's of, why they say if you and you want something, you know, envision it, know it, then let it go, mm. forget about it, and now and take a next step. Yeah, that's forget it. about it. Totally. Just let it let it come to you. You want it? Great. Forget about it and now just move forward. So you're not in that, you're here. Mm. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, I don't think you should forget about it completely. But no, anyway, it's, not I don't, for, it's not forget. <laughs> I, I understand. It's like I understand. You let it go. Don't, don't, let don't it, fixate. Yeah, don't fixate. Yeah, on it. Yeah. think about it, but don't let it haunt you. Mm. You know, to the point where you're like, oh, it's never going to happen. You know, like I mean, what I what I thought that my work was going to take me. Yeah, I should have just forgotten about it. But that's okay. I mean, these are the things we learn, and this is this is why it's it's good that we can kind of we can talk about it on here um, for this reason because it is it's obviously sharing each sort of point and trying to get really into the nuance of what we're experiencing. And you know, because we are recording, you know, a few times a week and we're go- as we're going through stuff and we're in it, we're trying to comprehend it as we're in it. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of the time we're probably going to butcher our descriptions and our discussions and everything. Totally. <laughs> we'll probably butcher this one, but, yeah. but it's, you know, we're in it, we're trying to understand it, we're trying to comprehend it too and we're mm-hmm. trying to share it at the same time. We're in so, the middle of it. Yeah, it's, it's not the easiest thing, but again, it's, it's at least doing it. <laughs> I feel like we're doing something. <laughs> but- I think what we can really take away from this is the importance just of action, the importance of doing, mm. of going, okay, this is what I want to do. If I want to do this thing with Substack, well, then I've just got to open the bloody book up and start and start go go ahead with it. Instead of getting intimidated by the, the scope and brevity of what it is that I want to do, just, just you know, yeah. Let it go. Said, let, go. Let, let it go and just, just start with what's in front of me and just see what happens. Yeah, yeah same thing with you and, you know, in, in all other senses of our life, we're supported. We really are. We really are. Financially, physically, all that kind of stuff. We're fine. We're sort of, it's, it's the, the shaky stuff is, I guess, for us, ultimately the goal of wanting to live life on our own terms mm. by doing what it is that we want to be doing. Mm. And that's lofty and that's incredibly, at this point, it's, it's far flung. Yeah. But- it's not we impossible. need to. We, it's not impossible, and we need to, I guess, not be, not get lost in the the distance, the sub, this, uh, the supposed distance between us and our our dreams. Right? And I think, yeah, it's not to fixate on it and to just start acting and just start doing. And if I think that's probably the best way to deal, the best way to deal with reality is to act in reality, is to is to physically create create it. Yeah. And you do that by taking those small steps every, you know, every, yeah, every day. Mm. Cliche as it sounds, making those small steps, you know, every day towards towards something much bigger, much grander. And um, I don't, you know, it's it's not going to make it's not it, over time it will come easier. It's not going to be the easiest thing to do initially, but mm. over time, yeah, obviously it will become a lot easier. And I'm sure uh, for you, it'll be it, it will come easier to to deal with the situation. Because you have to ha- continuously have that honest take because you're constantly having reality checks. Mm. And it's exactly what it was. <laughs> but it's a good thing. It is a good thing, yeah. It is a good it's thing. hard to take, but it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. I'm not going to jump up and jump for joy, you know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's taking a day at a time. If you enjoyed the episode, please like, subscribe, and share it around. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to get in touch with us, the email address is rtppc at protonmail.com. My Instagram is logan.d.gray. Yuja's Instagram is yuja.gray. I'm not going to plug the website. I'm just going to hold off on the Substack again until yeah. I just actually really started. You listen to if you listen this far, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah you get the, you get the gist. Um, <laughs> I think I'll probably leave it there for the plugs. I'll leave all the um, the links in the description. Yeah, so nice. just go through the description if you want to have a look at the links that we sort of have. But I'm just going to say if you want to get in touch, that's yeah. our. That's where you get it. To talk further about this, you have a personal experience. Personal experience, be great. Let's talk about it. You want to tell us that we're full of shit and we know what we're talking about? Hey, do that. (laughs) We're totally fine. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. I love you. Let's have a blessed day. Always.